Recovering from knee surgery is highly variable. It was going to take forever to get better if I was ever going to get better. There's got to be something out there besides a CPM machine, which and clearly isn't helping get me. Active and aggressive with this thing, or I was going to. Need you know, I'm a guy that's not looking to relieve the pain. I'm a guy that's looking to get back in the game. That downtime was not what I wanted. We've spent the last seven years perfecting the recovery system that takes variability out of knee rehab, so you can quickly get back to your life. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Great. You, you nervous? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Me neither. Um, all right. Well, this is PJ Ewing. I am a Next 10 Recovery Coach. I've worked with lots of patients uh, on my end, but I did not work with, in this case, our guest, Richard, Richard Pospeech. Did I say that correctly, Richard? Yeah, you did a great job. I love it. Um, and we're here to talk about you and spend some time learning about your experience with your, your knee, really, and what's happened, knees, plural. Uh, and, you know, we know that you've gone through a knee replacement, you've used the X10, um, but I'm also really interested in your previous surgery and what it was like to recover from that. And basically what started this whole thing, right? Like why did you end up needing a knee replacement and a second knee replacement? Um, so I'm wondering if, I guess let's go back to the beginning. Tell, tell us a little bit about you and what you're all about and where you grew up and, and that kind of stuff. Okay, great. Um, well, I grew up in uh, a town called Des Plaines, Illinois, and, um, that's located about 20 miles northwest of Chicago. And uh, when I was 22, I moved out to Michigan. And uh, so in 1982, I uh, arrived in Michigan, and um, I started my career with uh, DT Energy. And um, I worked in the utility industry, electric utility industry, for 35 years. Wow. Um, and so then, just recently... What did you do for, what did you do for DT? So um, the first half of my career with DT Energy, I um, worked in nuclear power, and I was a chemistry lab manager. And the second half of my career, I moved down to corporate, and I was a project manager for electric rate cases. Wow. Really yeah. interesting. So that was, it was a nice 35-year career. Yeah. And, uh, and in 2017 then, I, uh, I retired. And uh, so now I'm uh, enjoying my hobbies, and my hobbies include um, cycling, hiking, fishing, kayaking, and golf. So that's uh, a pretty good range of activities that keep me busy, and uh, I tell you, I'm loving retirement life. Uh, it sounds like it. It sounds like you're really, I, I mean, are you pretty balanced by season throughout those activities, or is there a... And I know cycling's really big for you. Is that is that a your favorite of those activities? It, it sure is. Um, but I also um, get into. I, I try to embrace the winters here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So um, I've, I I didn't add. I didn't have this on my list of activities. But I do like uh, snowshoeing as well. And um, so that's a lot of fun. Do you have to go north in Michigan to get snowshoeing in? I'm really lucky where I'm situated here in Northville. Um, I'm about uh, two miles from a state park, 
and um, they have beautiful trails, and it's just um, a lot of fun just getting lost out in the wilderness and tracking through the snow and seeing all the wildlife. The complete opposite of where I live in lower Manhattan. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get a lot of snowshoeing in, here in New York City. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. How old are you, Richard? So I'm 58 years old and mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of starting my, you know, my philosophy is um, I can attack retirement at a young age and do a lot of um, get all the rigorous activities out of the way before I start going on cruises and sitting on a ship where, you know, you just look for your next meal and get off and, and walk around a bit. So, um, so far it's, it's really for me. What a luxury, what a luxury you have to have retired early and, and, and actually have lots of pursuits. Um, Cause I think a lot of people hit retirement and like, okay, what do I do? And they go back to work or something like that. And, and you've got, so many neat things. I got one more question about your your pursuits, and then we'll get on to maybe some talk about knees. Um, the uh, fishing. What kind of fishing do you do? So I'm just a hack fisherman. I have a tackle box, and um, I'll go out to a, a lake and basically largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, and um, uh, but you know it's just fun being out there, and um, I really just enjoy. Uh, the peacefulness of it, um, but I'm nothing like trying to catch my limit each time and fill the freezer. Um, more just for enjoyment and um, getting out and enjoying the fresh air. That's really interesting. You haven't tried fly fishing, have you? Uh, you know what? I I went to Colorado and um, I did try that. Um, boy, it's an art. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I uh, unfortunately only had like an hour. Uh, on this excursion and uh, by the time the class ended I was finally getting the hang of it so yeah it was fun I just think you know you're a young guy you like fishing you're super outdoorsy Um, I've done a lot of fly fishing myself out in Montana and Colorado and um, you know they do it by boat oftentimes although with your new knees you could wade like the best of them but if you get a float trip you can cover you know 12 to 14 miles of a river with a guide doing the steering and you're at the front or the back of a, a boat and you end up with a, uh, a, a nice look of, uh, at, the, at a lot of water and you end up catching a lot of catch and release, but you end up catching a lot of fish. It's a lot of fun. It's a, a neat, it's kind of, I don't know if it's how long they've been doing it, but it's, it's a great way to, to, you know, to try fly fishing. Boy, that sounds that was, beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. And you do right out of West Yellowstone or whatever. It's, there's a lot of spots, but, um, it's a wow. it's a great way to kind of get into it without you know and you got help you got someone to give you some guidance as you go kind of thing. So, well, let's go back then uh, to your youth because I think the knee issues started pretty early with you um, back in high school uh, from our earlier conversation. Tell us about where when the knee started to play a role in your life. Okay, so um, I was in high school like you said, and I was a football player, and. Um, I had a catastrophic knee injury when I was 16, and uh, I ended up tearing my ACL, MCL, and the cartilage in my left knee. Um, So I had surgery, and um, I continued to play sports after my knee surgery, and uh, oh my goodness, 
uh, did I pay the price for that? Um, when you're playing sports with no cartilage, you basically have bone on bone. So, um, as expected, I saw a lot of doctors from the age 20 to 35, and um, one of the doctors told me um, when I was 24 that I had the knee of a 90-year-old. And um, so that's when I, I got a wake-up call, and I said, okay, maybe I better stop playing basketball, all that grind, and I, I said, I better stop running. I like to run a lot. So I got into cycling, and um, cycling was a great uh, tool that I used to strengthen the muscles surrounding my knee joint. And um, the cycling seemed to work well until age 51. <laughs> and uh, it was then that I realized uh, the next step to maintaining my quality of life was to schedule my first TKR surgery. So um, I did that in 2011. And, um, and that was on the left knee? That was on my left knee, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, as expected, the surgery was complicated, and um, it basically took 10 weeks of physical therapy to regain my range of motion and my strength. So um, so with that said, um, I come out of that surgery in 2011, in 2011 and um, I was bow-legged going in. So... When they put the knee replacement in, the doctor was kind enough, and he straightened out my left knee. But unfortunately, um, I'm walking around doing activities, and uh, I had one bow leg. Right. So um, my second TKR on my right knee, um, I had that done in 2018. And, and the main cause of the degeneration in my right knee was due to being uh, having one bow leg. So that was the cause, sort of accelerating the, the problems with the right knee was the, the first yeah, surgery. Wow. That's correct. Yep. That was unanticipated before the surgery? Well, what's funny is, um, you know, when I went for follow-up visits with the doctor, he's like, um, well, we definitely can tell that we straightened out your leg because now you're, you know, you can see you're walking straight on one side and both legged on the other. And, right. Um, uh, you know, it didn't dawn on me at the time that, hey, you know, maybe I ought to do these surgeries back-to-back. -back. Right. But um, given all the trips to the uh, chiropractor and whatnot uh, for, the, for the seven years um, after 2011, I said to myself, man, um, I probably should have gone in 2012 and got the other knee done. Uh, so many things I want to ask about, but I want to go back to it was – in your tw early 20s, you were told you had the knees of a 90-year-old, and you got all the way 30 years later to uh, 2011, and you, you, you were able to survive that because you were so active with strengthening of your knees. That is a – I mean, that's an amazing story right there. We talk a lot at X10 with our patients that are up, have a surgery upcoming about strengthening before surgery – uh, and we, I have met other gentlemen who are also outdoorsmen in Michigan who put off surgery for, let's call it 10, 12 years through uh, an aggressive strengthening regimen that they just kept working on their quads, hamstrings, calves. I mean, that's how they got 10 more years of their natural knee before they needed a knee replacement. But you, got, you did it for 30. And that's amazing. Yeah, and I think a big uh, driver was that 
you know, it, they did not want to do uh, total knee replacements when you were um, under the age of 50. Sure. Uh, simply because, you know, they, they want to do one and done, and they couldn't really tell you that the knee would last that long. So um, it was in my best interest to uh, try to um, strengthen my knee and put it off until they perfected these uh, TKR surgeries. And That's a really good point. Yeah. So um, by the time I did it in 2011, um, they were pretty confident that uh, it was one and done. But you know, they, I, they – go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but I was going to say when I went for my second uh, TKR, they basically guaranteed it, it for sure is one and done. Yeah, it, it's, it's evolved tremendously since you, you know, first had your knee problems. Um, and I don't think they know 100%, although I believe them that, they're, that those knees will not need to be revised or replaced again. Um, but, you know, you kind of need 10 to 12 to 20 years to see, you know, and so the, the materials are stronger, the techniques are better, um, our, our use and our intelligence about how to manage our, our new knees is, is a lot better. But, you know, we won't know for, for many years if they're right. Um, that said, I, I know a lot of patients that have had knees done, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and they're still going strong. Um, it, there's one thing that sometimes they need to do, is, which is replace the plastic insert. Um, the, the meniscus plastic, if you will, that can degrade over time, and, but that can be re- replaced, basically. It's a invasive, but, you know, you can. If you're, if you're going to work really hard and bike like crazy and you're going to be out and about and you're going to wear that down over the next 10 years, they'll be able to pop that out and put a new one in, and it's not quite as catastrophic as, you know, as it might have been beforehand. So, um, so, so you're able to, to do – what kind of strengthening did you do, though, during those 30 years? Was it a consistent regimen, or uh, what did you do to, to strengthen, I guess, is my question. Well, uh, most of it was just uh, biking. And uh, the interesting thing is when I got off my bike after, uh, let's just say, a one-hour ride, sure. um, I felt like I had a knee uh, transplant. It was just incredible um, how strong my legs felt. And – What's interesting is, um, you know how muscle men get on TV and they make a muscle and you can see the, um, uh, you know, their muscles bulging. Sure. My legs, my legs became like uh, cables, just really, really strong. And that's that's basically my main, the main thing that I did, um, just biking. Wow. And and was it you know, multiple times throughout each week, basically for thirty years. <laughs> So, you know, I have kids, and my daughter was a basketball player, so you're always running to take your kid to an event. And uh, um, I ended up buying an indoor exercise bike, and uh, I would use it five days a week. And then on the weekends, I would go ride and cycle outdoors. But um, it was something that it was kind of like putting on socks. I knew I had to do it every day, and if I did, um, like I said, I felt like I had – uh, a brand new knee, and uh, I, I remember playing ball. I had like double headers. Um, I'd play one game in the morning, and uh, my knee would be aching. So I'd run, run home, jump on my indoor exercise bike for you know an hour, put a little ice on, and then I'd go back out and play at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, wow. So it was that beneficial where um, 
it just uh, it, it really worked well for my knee injury. Now, I've talked to other folks, and they didn't get the benefit out of biking that I did. And um, so it's interesting. It's case by case, but it worked for me. And um, like I said, it was something I had to incorporate into my life on a, on a weekly basis. Wow. Of course, biking is really important um, for post-surgery, which we'll get to. Um, your surgery in 2011, that was, with, was that also with Dr. Werner? Yes, it was. Great. James Werner, uh, it was at Beaumont Hospital, I guess? Well, he's out of the Michigan Orthopedic Institute, and uh, I think he works a couple of hospitals, but yeah, mine was at uh, Beaumont Hospital. Okay. And he did the second knee as well this year, 2018. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gone. He did such a a great job on my first surgery that um, there was no question that uh, if he was still practicing, um, I was going to go through Dr. Werner, and um, I'm fortunate that he's still doing knee replacements, and uh, he did my my right knee as well. Well, I've met Dr. Werner before, so I know how great he is, and he really is one of those all-time great surgeons and, and quite notable in Michigan. But why did you, how did you find him, and what is your opinion of, of, of his work and his reputation? Well, um, since I knew that uh, I did a lot of damage to my knee, being told that I had the knee of a 90-year-old, I knew it was going to be critical for me to find the best surgeon possible here in Michigan. So um, I did a lot of searching on the Internet and um, read a lot of reviews. And uh, um, after looking over... Um, Dr. Werner's experience, I saw that he was trained to do both hip and knee replacement surgery. And um, when I read reviews, all of his patients gave him praise. And then another key to a good doctor is um, when, you, when you go to see him and schedule a knee replacement, he, they don't do it the next day. You're on a waiting list. And he was in high demand and basically you had to wait uh, two to three months. Um, so all those, all those uh, factors led to um, choosing Dr. Werner. And uh, another important factor was the Michigan Orthopedic Institute. They do a lot of um, surgeries on athletes for the Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Lions. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is the type of uh, surgeon that I'm looking for. And so that's why I chose Dr. Werner. You've made a great choice, and apparently you did a lot of homework on that, too. Um, Well, let's get to your most recent surgery, the right knee, this summer. What was the surgery date? So my surgery was October 5th, and uh, so we're going to hit the five-week mark coming up this Friday. Right. Amazing, right? Time flies. Oh, Um, it sure sure does. You, uh, as you are prone to do, apparently. You prepared for your uh, surgery on your right knee, total knee replacement, right? It was not a partial. It was a full full surgery. Um, and you did that with biking mostly, I believe, right? Yeah. When I, when I saw the doctor prior to surgery, um, he said, um, you know, I'm going to tell you about this X10. They're going to deliver it a couple weeks prior to your surgery. And uh, you could use that for strengthening uh, prior to. And I said, well, Doc, I said, um, I've got a goal. I said, uh, 
I want to ride 2,000 miles this summer, and I'm hoping that will um, get get my leg nice and strong. And um, um, he he said, hey, that's a great idea. And uh, so I executed that game plan, and I'll tell you what, um, that really has made a big difference because I'm coming up on week five, and um, I just ran up and down the driveway this morning to go get the newspaper, and I mean literally a little bit of a jog. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, um, when I go back to my first knee surgery, I think I was still using a cane until week six. So um, between strengthening prior to and then um, using the X10 um, during the first four weeks of recovery, um, it, it's been incredible. Um, how I don't think many people walk. Many people don't walk into Dr. Verner's office and say, "I'm going to run. I'm going to ride 2,000 miles <laughs> before my surgery." You are a, a little bit. You're on the uh, young and athletic end of the spectrum, I would say, which is amazing. Uh, so you had the X10 in your house uh, for a couple of weeks. You got on it, but it was really the biking that played the biggest role. It sounds like um, well, yeah, in the I think, summer of biking. Yeah, I, I think so. But um, when the gentleman came out to set up the X10, we did uh, use it just to take down my initial um, uh, strength and range of motion uh, to see where I was before surgery so that after surgery we, we can do a comparison. And um, so when I, when I did those initial testing, the gentleman was amazed. He's like, you just about maxed out this machine here with your strength. <laughs> wow. So um, I found that interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to demonstrate this same strength after surgery. And uh, But that was, you know what, set the bar high. And uh, um, it was amazing. Um, when I looked at my results um, at the four-week mark, I surpassed <laughs> the strength that uh, – I had prior to surgery. So that is interesting. amazing. Now, I don't know, Richard, if you know this, but because when we have to go and step back uh, for a second, but, but I will tell you, uh, most people, the average person who has a total knee replacement loses half of their strength for, four weeks by four weeks post-surgery. They've lost in both legs half of their strength. You surpassed your strength, and you were already super strong, which is kind of amazing that, you know, you walked in. You couldn't be stronger probably going into that surgery, and four weeks later, you're stronger having had a knee replacement in the process. And, again, most people, compared to everybody else, it's, they've lost half their strength, and they're going to spend the next 6 to 12 months, if they ever get back their full strength, um, they're going to spend that time trying to get it back. I mean, once they can bend and they're, they're out of the woods in terms of that acute phase of recovery, you're now going to the, the clinic for a little while, and now you're at the gym trying to get your strength back. And it's not a, an automatic – I mean, that takes a, a long time to get that back. You yeah. avoided all that. It's amazing. So let's, let me ask you then, what is the X10? I mean, I'd rather hear you describe the, your impressions of it, what it does, how you used it. Uh, and I guess we'll just focus on the post-surgery time that you had it in your home. Uh, in your own words, what is this thing? So to me, the X10 was like having a physical therapist at your fingertips 
Um, it's, a, it's a knee recovery system that allows you to work on your range of motion and um, work on strengthening. So when I talked to my X10 coach, um, he's like, you're going to jump on this thing um, right when you get home from surgery. And uh, so what's interesting is um, when I had my surgery in 2011 for my first knee, I actually stayed in the hospital for uh, a day and a half. Um, this second surgery that I had in October of 2018, I came home the same day um, of surgery. Wow. Now, uh, my coach was a little, um, challenged me a little too much. When I came home that first day, um, my focus was to find a way to get comfortable in the house, and I just looked at the X10 <laughs> um, and uh, tried to regain your rest because you don't sleep too well the night before surgery, and so the day of surgery, you're pretty much wiped out. But um, um, uh, I did get a phone call from my coach the next day, and he's like, well, let's jump on this thing. And uh, so I, I got on the X10 the day after surgery, and I found it um, uh, that it really helped um, with the swelling. If, you, if you're working on your range of motion, you're pumping out some of that fluid that's uh, uh, created the swelling around the knee joint. And uh, so the first time I'm on it, I'm like, wow, this feels good, and it gives your brain confidence that, hey, this knee joint is working, and um, things are going to be all right. So, um, yeah, the, the X10 was basically like having a physical therapist at my fingertips, and um, with the coaching, um, uh, it, it, it gave you a constant reminder that, hey, this isn't a once-a-day thing. This is something where I had to get on it three times a day, and um, once you got into the groove, you realize that if you're just going to look at it, um, you're never going to get that swelling to go down. Um, but if you jump on it and work on that range of motion, between that and icing after your uh, workouts, um, it, your road to recovery is expedited. So I know there are people listening to this saying, yeah, but what is it? <laughs> What does it do? Yeah. <laughs> is it bending your knee? Is it strengthen? How does it strengthen you? How do you work it? Can you describe a little bit about how you actually interface with the device and what it's physically doing to your knee? Sure. Um, so when I say range of motion, you jump on this X10 and uh, you put your foot into a, um, uh, a, a like a, a foot brace or something you know your foot fits right into the machine and um, the machine will take your leg and bring it straight up until you you know you, you want to achieve zero degrees with your extension and um, your first day after surgery you set it to, you know 10 degrees because there's no way you're gonna with all the swelling in there achieve zero and then after it goes up it'll hold it at that 10 degree mark for 10 seconds and then it'll go down and you'll work on your flexion and um, again the first day after surgery you set that to about 65 degrees so basically you're you're sitting on this chair and your knees going up and down up 
and down. And that uh, movement up and down acts like a pump uh, as far as the swelling that's in your, in your knee or in your leg. And it gets it, gets it circulating. So, um, so that's one aspect of this uh, X10. And then the second aspect of it is after you worked on your range of motion for a couple of weeks, then you get into some of the strengthening exercises that you can do with this um, machine. And the strengthening ranges from doing uh, a pump test to working on what they call eccentric and, and cone, uh, is it concentric? Sure, yeah. Uh, um, applications. And it's all driven by software. So, you know, you push a few buttons and very easy to operate. But I don't know, I guess the best way I would explain it is like, again, it's, it's it, when I went to physical therapy, I, I had a physical therapist manipulate my knee for me. Well, the X10 takes the place of the physical therapist and it goes through and works on your range of motion rather than a physical therapist actually taking your leg and moving it for you. So oh, it's hard to put in words, but um, that's, the, that's the way I would describe it. Sure. Can, can you add to and, that? Well, you know, uh, you did a great job. And, and in, uh, at its most basic level, it's a bending machine and a strengthening machine. And, and yeah. you described it beautifully. There is one thing that it's, it's doing while you're – it's moving your leg passively – and then later you're using it actively to build strength, recapture strength. Um, and that is it's moderating the, the bending, meaning it's, it's looking for your, your pain levels and keeping you out of pain. And that's through this measurement of the, the, the force that you're exerting on the machine. So it's essentially feeling your leg and saying, yeah, you're not ready to go any further on extension for a while or flexion. Um, let's hang out right here for a while. And then as it starts to feel you relax and you're more pliable and you're more bendable at 65 degrees, uh, the machine indicates, hey, okay, well, Richard, you're doing great. Let's go to 66 degrees. And that, that right there, that advice to say, let's go a little bit further, and then you agreeing with the X10 and pushing the blue arrow and saying, okay, let's go to 66, that is sort of the, the art of the machine and it puts the control into your hands so that in the end you're making those decisions. Um, does that sound like your experience? Yeah, that, that, uh, you captured it. Uh, the control is in the patient's hands and, um, you do have these safety nets. You will not go past, you know, whatever the parameters you set for yourself. And, um, you, you, uh, what's interesting on the first week you can see, as the machine is working on your range of motion, um, you'll ha you'll you'll get resistance from the the uh, swelling that you have in your knee. You'll get high pressure, and that high pressure signals the machine that hey, if I hit four pounds of pressure, stop. And um, as you break through and get to week three and week four, um, you'll see that you're able to tolerate higher pressures because you're breaking up that scar tissue. And um, uh, it, it, again, it, like you said, it it, uh, it 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 signals 
to itself that, hey, don't go any further because we're already at a high pressure and um, we're going to have to work here for a while for the next right. couple of days so that we could take the next step. So, yeah, it's uh, it was just uh, uh, a wonderful experience having that in your house um, and being able to do it um, at your convenience rather than having to jump in a car and go out to a physical therapy place. And what's interesting is when I say jump in a car, most patients can't jump in a car during the first four weeks because they're on pain meds. So you have to find a driver. And um, with this machine in your house, um, you don't have to worry about that. So that was... That's interesting. Yeah, that was probably the thing I liked most about it. Tell me this. On the pain med side, you were taking opioids during this time frame? Yeah. Um, and uh, what I realized is it's a pretty low dose of opioids, I think only like five milligrams. And okay. um, that seemed to get me through. Um, there might have been a couple nights where I had to take a couple pills, but um, for the most part, um, as as I went on to weeks two and three, or maybe three and four, I went down to just taking it um, prior to bed, and maybe if I woke up at night, I would take one, but didn't need them during the day. And um, so uh, what I recall, when I compare this last surgery to my first surgery, I was taking pain pills all the way up until week 10 around the clock. Um, so I think the X10 helped on um, uh, getting things moving quicker and uh, breaking up scar tissue to the point where um, you didn't need as much medication. So um, It's five weeks right now for you post-surgery. Are you still using them at all? Yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting is I'm having, uh, since I'm getting more um, – doing more things i'm starting to ride a um, exercise bike in my basement and i'm starting to do um, some weights and whatnot um, i find that at nighttime in bed um, that um, i'm experiencing a little more pain gotcha so it's lingering and what kind of pain is that would how would you describe that um, just an ache, or is it a sharp yeah, it's, pain? It's more of a uh, achiness, and um, sometimes the achiness is associated with um, some. Uh, my leg will feel a little bit hot, so. Um, but it's nothing. You know, nothing that uh, it doesn't keep you up. But if you do wake up uh, during your sleep, you'll you'll say, "Boy, things are a little bit hot down there," and. Uh, um, but uh, nothing excruciating where, you know, you can't even go back to sleep. What about icing? Are you still icing? Uh, so, you you know what? This um, fifth week, um, I just noticed that um, I don't need ice anymore. So, um, or I'm going on to the fifth week. And uh, for the last 48 hours, I have not iced. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um Wow, and you're back to the station. You know, I did. I bet a bunch of people would like to know what is this, the brand and what model, what, what what stationary bike do you use? Oh, so I have a. It's a. I got this bike in 1984. It's a life cycle. <laughs> sure. 
Sure. And it comes with a, it came with a computer, and um, my wife's like, you know, you really need to get a new um, exercise bike. But um, this thing hasn't died, and uh, since I use it so frequently, um, I don't have to put a battery in it. It has its own um, little generator, hmm. and uh, the most durable piece of uh, exercise equipment that I ever owned. I can't make it die, and my wife's kind of upset, and uh, <laughs> I think eventually I'm going to graduate to something similar to those Pelotons. But uh, at this point in time... Um, the bike is fantastic, and uh, it gives you the option to choose a hill program or a random program. And uh, it's been the best. It's been my best friend since uh, I was 20, 22 years old. I've used that device too. It's awesome, and I've used it in gyms. And I think we've got one at home in Michigan. And yeah, that's a great. It's a. It is amazing though. Nineteen eighty four. Wow, yeah. that's a great product. Um, okay, so we, let's go on from that, and let's talk about, you know, your X10 is gone, right? It's out of the house at this point, I believe. That's correct. Oh, I, I did want to ask, who, do you remember the guys, who's your coach and who delivered the machine? Do you know who those people were? Uh, yeah, a gentleman by the name of Marty um, set yep. up the mm-hmm. machine. Is, is that his name? Is it Marty? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Marty Davis. And uh, very knowledgeable. And, uh, you know, we went through, set it up. And uh, did a couple, you know, um, went through doing range of motion, went through some of the strength tests, and took down my initial data. And um, he was fa- fantastic, but he said, listen, Rick, um, I've got a lot more of these to set up. Uh, we're going to follow up this visit with a coach, and uh, your coach will even give you more information about the Extend um, device. So um, sure enough, uh, Coach called me the same day, and um, we talked about the X10. And um, by the time Marty left and talking with my coach, uh, things were, you know, the machine's easy to operate. Um, I felt like um, I was ready to go to the next step and use it after my post-op surgery with um, little, um, with, without having to to call anybody. So it's it's easy to operate and uh very very uh it's it's uh very user friendly. Who was your coach? Uh, my coach was John McKay. Right. Good man. Yeah. Uh, and how often did you need your coach? How often did you guys interact? So we would touch base uh once or twice a week going over my data and uh at one ter- at one point during my healing process, um, I was concerned about a little bit of pain that I was experiencing, and so I gave John a call, and um, he was there to give me guidance. And uh, you know, for the most part, it's just like, hey, Rick, you know, uh, recall back your last surgery. <laughs> this pain's going to be here um, for you know one to two months, and it's because you're breaking up that scar tissue. Um, but um, not only, you know, is he there 24-7, but he's also pretty conservative. And he said, you know, so I'm telling you my, my, my view of what's going on. But he said, hey, be smart and call your doctor as well. And so I did. Right. And uh, the doctor said basically everything that John said. But uh, Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was on the same page, so so that was good. That's great. Uh, and you didn't have any home care during this time frame? So I did. And uh, what's interesting about the home care is I had someone come in for the first two weeks to the house, and uh, it was a lot of basic um, work on range of motion. Um, but what I noticed was when we did this uh, old-school range of motion uh, technique by placing your foot on the floor and sliding it back under a chair, that I, I had a real big headache in my knee after he left. And uh, so I called John and I said, John, I said, this X10 works on your range of motion and it only gives you, a, you know, it's not going to push you to the point of where your knee is throbbing because it has those defaults to stop when, when it reaches a certain pressure. Um, but when you're with a physical therapist, he's like, all right, push it back. All right, now hold it. And uh, I said, John, I said, uh, I think I'm going to tell him that we're going to skip that uh, because it uh, set me back more than it moved me forward. And um, so I actually, the, the next time the therapist came in and he wanted to do that, I said, uh, the X10 <laughs> does a real nice job, and uh, I don't think there's any need for us to, to use that old school method. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, we, I've heard that um, a lot when we are four or five, six weeks post-surgery when people are going to a clinic and they end up with a PT who's, you know, well-meaning and wonderful, but, but really trying to push, push the envelope and the person may or may not be ready for that. And that can cause swelling, inflammation, a reaction to, the, to that activity that can be counterproductive. And it's interesting that, that even during those first two weeks, there was a little bit of that for you. Sounds like you managed that pretty well, though. Uh, yeah. What about now, though? You're, you're five weeks. You're pushing your, in, into your fifth week coming up. And are you going to a clinic? What's the, what's the plan now? Well, since I have a background with um, going for PT um, with the first knee um, replacement that I had, I'm really familiar with what happens when you go into these out, outside uh, physical therapy centers. And the first thing they would do to me is sit me on an exercise bike and have me ride for 15 minutes. Well, um, I'm, I, I'm a gym rat, and I have, um, uh, like I said, I've, I have an exercise bike down in my basement, uh, which I call my gym. I also have an elliptical, and then I have a, uh, um, a universal that allows me to do leg lifts and um, whatnot. So at this point in time, I'm, I'm getting such good feedback from riding my exercise bike. And then the second thing I'm incorporating into my workout so far at home is I'll walk up and down stairs for like five or ten minutes. And as I'm walking up and down the stairs, I'll accentuate um, working on my flexion as I'm stepping down the stair. And uh, so at, at this point in time, I'm like, do I really want to drive 30 minutes and do the same things that I have here in my house? And um, uh, so I'm, I'm letting the results speak for themselves. And so far, I'm feeling stronger every day. And uh, I haven't had any setbacks. 
So I'm thinking that at this point in time, I'm just going to continue doing those types of activities in my house. And uh, um, I'm also fortunate in the respect that I have a hot tub. And um, I'll, I'll go out into the hot tub um, every other day or sometimes so far. Um, I've been out there every day this week. And after 10 minutes of soaking in the hot water, I'll work on my extension and my um, uh, flexion in the hot tub. And that seems to work well. And that's another thing that we, I used to do at therapy. So it's like I have all the tools in my house. I'm fortunate. Where, yeah. and, I, and I know the exercises that the physical therapist wants you to do. That I think I'm just going to kind of um, homeschool this one. And mm-hmm. uh, if, I have, if I feel like I'm not um, gaining strength um, each week, then maybe I'll reconsider. But um, so far, I feel confident that uh, my in-home therapy after losing the X10 is going to work for me. I love that uh, that I, that word homeschool your therapy. That's pretty um, that's pretty interesting. You you do have all the tools. I think you also recognize that it's you know when the X10 leaves or let's call it the acute phase that first two to four weeks of your recovery have passed, you do have to keep on it. You've got to maintain that range of motion that you've gained and keep working on the strength because, you know, it's going to be months before that knee is perfectly settled. And, you know, you almost, let's call it, forget about the fact that you had a surgery. But that's, uh, there's, there's still work to be done over the next, you know, bunch of months. Well, when I, whenever I see anybody, I tell them it's really a lifetime. <laughs> you don't want to... Um, <clears throat> You don't want to. You, you want to. Once you once you get through that first year, then you say, "Hey, what are some of the things that I did to strengthen my knee that I can incorporate into my uh, life?" Um, you know, on a routine basis. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, with that said, um, you know, I think it's something. You know, I know that biking works for me, and I'm going to continue to bike um, until, you know. Um, I can't do it anymore. So it's it's going to be a it's a lifetime, especially now that I have two knees to to continue to work on. And uh, the good thing is, you find something that's fun. I mean, it's not a chore for me to get on my outdoor bike. Um, it, to me, it's that's like being in heaven. So you got to find <laughs> you got to find that activity that helps strengthen. For some people, it could be hiking. Um, for some people, it could be walking. Um, or it could be a combination of all three, but it's it's going to be a lifetime thing if you really want this thing to work well. And and it, you you know you've right. heard it before. If you don't use it, you lose it. So work that joint, work that joint, and uh, try to have fun while you're working that joint so that uh, it doesn't seem like a chore. At 58, being retired with all these pursuits, I have no doubt you're going to be having fun while you're doing it. Um, <laughs> and I would not be surprised if you're. Uh, I mean, are, are, you're not back to normal at any stretch at this point, but I'm, I'm betting by, you know, the first of the year, you're going to feel pretty, pretty normal uh, in most ways, I'm guessing, um, after the, after the, you know, the second surgery. Yeah, um, I, I think you're correct. I feel yeah. like I'm on track. Yep. Yeah. Are you, um, is there anything else that you can think of right now that you would be, you know, pat, paying it forward, passing on advice to people that are going to have a knee replacement um, I guess the 
I've, I've said this earlier, but uh, the biggest advice I have about um, having the X10 um, as a uh, rehab tool that um, you just can't beat having this instrument and in this apparatus in your home. Um, and it's a constant reminder that, hey, the most important thing I can do for myself is um, not look at this machine, but to use it and uh, use the coaching as well. And um, my experience is that um, you're supposed to use it two to three times a day. I remember maybe the first week uh, getting up with a little, little bit of pain at night, and you know what? I just sat on there, and instead of doing a 35-minute routine, I did a 10-minute routine just to work it up and down, up and down. And the way I thought of that range of motion was like an oil pump, you know, lubricating that joint. And, and really, that is what it's doing, and it's breaking up that scar tissue. And um, I'd get done 10 minutes, and I'd jump back in the bed, and uh, my knee would say, thank you. You know, I just, huh. needed, just needed a little something other than you know, laying still. So um, having it, having the X10 in the house just um, made you focus on, hey, this is a tool that's going to help me get better. It couldn't be any more convenient being right in front of you. Right. And um, not having to travel to an outside physical therapist and make travel arrangements. Um, this, this was uh, just a great experience for me. Really love to hear that. You know, one of the I've heard that before that people have used it for little little stretches late at night before they go to sleep, uh, and thereby minimizing the time between sessions. Because you know you've got a sort of a schedule during the day, morning, noon, and night, and then you're up later and you're going to be sleeping for eight hours. And that stretch between sessions is can be a long one, and things can stiffen up and tighten up and all that stuff. So you, in the middle of the night, it sounds like we're kind of interrupting that stiffening cycle and um, and getting yourself limber again before the morning session. It's interesting. Um, we, you know, we, we prescribed the three times a day, and that's where we start with all patients. But I know a lot of patients go off-road in some way or the other, and they like longer sessions or they like more frequent, shorter sessions. And, you know, it's a tool in the end with good coaching you know, you're, you'll get a lot out of it because you'll know how to use the tool. You've got an advisor when you need it, and yet you've got this sort of Ferrari in your living room that will help you with whatever you're facing. And you know, people have a lot of different challenges in recovery. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I definitely would call it a Ferrari. It uh, it was just a wonderful rehab tool. Awesome. Well. I am so excited. This is our first call of this kind, as you know, Richard. So um, thank you so much for, for spending the time and, and the energy uh, and telling everybody your story because I know you've helped a lot of people. I think you've demystified the X10 a little bit too, which is really good. And it's much better to hear it from you than from me. I work at X10. You're uh, one of our patients and, and I, I, your words are invaluable and I know they'll be really helpful for a lot of people. So thank you so much for this. Well, I thank you as well. And um, I'm hoping uh, more TKR patients can uh, utilize this because <clears throat> it definitely helped me out. And um, it's, uh, it just makes um, strengthening and, and getting your range of motion back so much easier than 
um, doing it the old school method with uh, physical therapists coming to the house. And uh, so I really enjoyed my experience, and I appreciate uh, having the opportunity to talk to you about it. And uh, hopefully it will help out some other patients down the road. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, host of two-time Podcast Awards-nominated A Doctor's Perspective podcast. I interview doctors in and out of my profession about their specialties and the occasional non-doctor special guests. But we also go behind the curtain and see what's working for their marketing, overcoming struggles, practical knowledge, book choices, and relationship advice. Join me on any podcast app on your phone or visit adoctorsperspective.net for the show notes pages and free resources. I want you to have an abundant home life as well as a thriving practice. So come on, take a listen. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com, 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.